0: Welcome to Drone Law Pro Radio. Visit dronelaw.pro where Part 107 pilots become Part 107 professionals. Here's your host, Drone Attorney Enrico Schaefer. Welcome to Drone Law Pro Radio. Today we are here with some folks from Inner Drone, and as you all know, Inner Drone is coming up September 5 through 7 at the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas. This 2018 event is promising to be bigger than ever. Today we are really excited because we've got Katie Flash and Michael Peel to, today from Drone, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the upcoming conference. Katie is the content director and Michael is the voice of the Inner Drone podcast and he's involved in marketing. And so welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you
1: nice to be talking to you
0: all right so the 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 show is in vegas again it's september five through seven it's at the rio hotel and i don't even know what year are we going on here four or five
2: this is our fourth already
0: fourth year for inner drone and for those of you who've been around as long as i have you know that there have been a lot of conferences that have come and gone but inner drone stood out right at the beginning and they have continued to differentiate themselves from the other conferences, many of which have already fallen by the wayside. So if you're a Part 107 pilot, you need to listen to this podcast and you need to get to InterDrone. There's still time to register. Um, Katie and, and Mike, you know, InterDrone really has become the gold standard for conferences in the drone space, for Part 107 service providers, for Part 107 pilots, and for drone technology companies. What is the secret to drone success in this space?
2: Um, I think it really is, is that we've become the pilot's choice. Um, You know, we offer a program that really cannot be um, rivaled with any other show that's out there. Um, We have over 120 sessions between the keynotes, panels, workshops, and um, special events. Um, And, you know, we tout ourselves as you know, a, being a big top event, so not only are we catering to you know people that are maybe doing cinema and photo, we also have sessions that are for mining aggregates and construction, precision agriculture, inspection, both infrastructure and energy. So we're really hitting all the sectors that are out there. Um, you know, and in addition to that, you know, we our sessions are 60 minutes long, so people are able to actually really roll up their sleeves, dive in, and take what they've learned, you know, back to the fields and in the office the very next day, and you know, with the addition of the pre-conference tutorials that we added last year and having again this year, um, like the part 107 session that you'll be doing, um, you know, we're able to really offer actionable content that people can, you know, do something with right when they leave the show. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and that's just the differentiator. You know, we have a great expo hall too, uh, but we really service all the industries at once and that really is, I think, the thing that separates us.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I think at the beginning there were just a lot of generalists. And what we've seen with the uh, the service providers and the pilots that we represent and even the technology companies in the spaces, as expected, things are starting to get more specialized. Uh, drone service providers are starting to look at really uh, individual niches. And becoming the top providers within those niches, right, because it's all about customer service, and of course, I've seen that in inner drone as well. You've now broken up the tracks into these into these spaces that really are specialized. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that always excites me because it's like watching a, a horse race, you know we have these these different verticals, and uh, each year one seems to pull ahead. Uh, sometimes unexpectedly, sometimes not. And this year, it was government employees in, in infrastructure inspection. That is now probably at least 15 to 18 percent of the audience. And last year, they were practically none. Uh, we've seen, you know, our our bread and butter surveying and mapping has been consistent year over year. And I know from reading industry reports, those are usually the business owners. You can start a business that way and be successful and make money on it. And then also public safety. This has definitely been the year of public safety. Those are our most paying uh, attendees, and, and that's to say that they attend the conference. They're interested in training, and we're definitely looking to the future for providing more robust training for them and making sure that they have the tools they need to help save lives and provide safety for the public.
2: And the other thing, um, you know, it's worth mentioning, you know, in the early years of the show, you know, we had a lot of cinematographers, videographers um, that I think were maybe still trying to find their footing. You know, maybe they were doing wedding photography or videography. And I think a lot of those people have also transitioned into more professional areas such as real estate marketing or, you know roof inspection or insurance and those types of fields.
0: Yeah. Well, back in the Section 333 days, really it was movie and film that was already they were already equipped to do this kind of thing and you know and to to quarantine off areas and to get permissions and to work municipalities and and so that really was big to start. And and you know, like you said, in, in our business, the the calls that we're getting today really are heavily weighted in in the infrastructure space and in the public safety space. And you're seeing that on your side, that we're seeing that on our side. And that's all good news because especially on the infrastructure inspection, you know, a lot of that infrastructure is in Class G airspace, so you don't have to wait for your waivers and authorizations to get rolling. And there's just almost infinite infrastructure that needs to be inspected on a regular basis. So it really is a, um, a, a, a niche that's, that's that's almost ready to go. The missing piece, of course, is beyond visual line of sight. And as everyone wants to run their drones, you know, down the entire pipeline or down the entire uh, piece of infrastructure if it's if it's utility. So hopefully we'll we'll start to see. Some of that uh, beyond line of sight come online in a more meaningful way now you've got some amazing speakers coming this year, and of course the FAA is always very supportive of inner drone yep. and the Department of Transportation uh, Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen on the on the the featured uh, speaker uh, list this year
2: um well, we're excited to have acting admin uh, Dan Elwell join us. Um, you know, I don't want to say we were concerned, but we were curious to see, you know, what would happen with the changing of the guard, if you will. Um, you know, Michael Huerta had joined us the last two years. So it was like, Oh, you know, is he going to be here? Is he gonna, you know, join us or not? So we were very thrilled to hear that he would, um, you know, be coming back and supporting us the same way Michael Huerta did. Um, so he will be doing our grand opening keynote, you know, kicking off the entire show, if you will. Um, and then he'll actually be followed by Precision Hawks, uh, Michael Chasen. Um, and then, like you said, we just have a very loaded lineup and four pack days of just sessions and panels, um, you know, kind of going back to the infrastructure thing. I have more DOT speakers than this year than I've ever had before. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to having, you know, that element of the program kind of continue to morph itself. Um, another thing that we've done is, um, you know, not only do we have an inspection track, but we also breaking it out a little bit into infrastructure and energy inspection. So each of those markets within inspection will be catered to.
0: Interesting. And you guys have such an interesting vantage point because you've actually got data on attendees and you can see what's happening in terms of demand at the conference level if you were going to here sitting here before the conference start if you were to say uh, what what you think the the real opportunities are going to be out there for part 107 service providers based on what's happening with the 2018 conference what kind of insights
1: might you share so surveying and mapping is um probably an increasingly crowded space but it's also the most profitable and um on the, for the DSPs, also construction. So you can kind of worm your way into um, a construction company if they're, they don't, if they're not big enough to already have an internal drone pilot. Uh, you know, befriend those people if they're already in your friend circles. That's an opportunity. Um, as far as cinematography, I think the people that uh, we're doing camera work before; those are our people that so they already have their connections. But if you're you're getting started, there's insurance, there's real estate photography, and uh, definitely don't be afraid to be a consultant uh, in any of the other spaces. Because energy inspection, for example, they're looking towards internal teams right now. Uh, but if you're able to manage the liability, the insurance, there might not be enough drone experts. Internally, for them to move up and, and create this this uh, an internal program, so they're still kind of looking to outsiders to figure out how would I even build this program out yeah, and that's a that's a good place to start,
0: yeah, we always tell our our service providers look at as things continue to go into niches. Rather than cold calling on customers, you need to align yourself with someone who's already got a presence in the space that doesn't provide drone services. And you can attach those drone services to the customers they already have in their database, and it's a much easier uh, sale. And then, of course, that service provider might also bring expertise in terms of how to interpret uh, some of the data and how to turn it into actionable items. So it used to be that flying the drone and doing the post-production work were were enough. Uh, it's not enough anymore within a lot of these segments. You really do need to put teams together. And the enterprise level folks, they are starting from what we could see with outside providers because then they can learn what needs to happen in order for them to get their own drone program going. And then to do it in a meaningful way, uh, it takes a lot of planning and you got to get through a lot of bureaucracy, right?
1: Yeah, and these are big corporations. If you're talking oil and gas, they're not going to you know, risk the farm on some little drone provider. So you you have to have established relationships or you have to make those connections now before the ladder gets pulled up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get – emails from from people who are registering sometimes it's you know for support through the registration system and i always ask them you know where are you in your cycle and one thing i always recommend to the dsps is get ready to pick an industry you know take your first couple hours at interdrone to select from from different uh vertical tracks and then say okay these are the two industries i want to hit and then during networking hours and now we actually have um what's called the enterprise after hours which is broken up into verticals just go into that those two you know vertical enterprise hours networking sessions and make the connections with the people in that industry uh, and this is the time to do it because we're we're maturing now yeah and it's it's exciting because you know a couple of years ago we our strength was being the big Ten show And now we have to think about how do we still provide that small industry vertical show experience at a big show where everybody can trade ideas. And we want to maintain that space and and keep it available, but still also give them that person-to-person connection that's so important for professional growth.
0: Yeah, it is. And you said something interesting, Michael, that I think is just so important, which is that you know, look at this is still an emerging market. Market demand still barely scratching the surface of what it will be in years to come. When instead of people having to go convince someone to use their drone services, the customers are looking for drone service providers because uh, because you know what, their competitors are starting to use drones and they're afraid they're going to be left behind, right? So uh, there's still plenty of room to get in. There's still plenty of room to build uh, a a service business based on top of of, of SUAS and the market leaders of Three years from now, maybe folks who aren't even in the space yet. So uh, there's still tremendous opportunity out there for these folks. And we're still in this learning phase where people have to get the expertise within these niches. They have to distinguish themselves. And then it's all about building a viable business, right? It's actually the nuts and bolts of customer service and professionalism that will allow you to, to deliver more for less.
1: Yeah, you, you got to believe in it if you're going to make money off of it. And we're just here to give you something to believe in.
0: Yep. Now, you've been able to see a lot, of, a lot of changes you know, from the conference level in the industry. What changes have you seen in the last few years in attendance and the types of attendees and vendors that are, are showing up and the ones that you expect to show up in 2018, this year?
2: Well, you know, like we mentioned before, um, a heavy increase in government uh, attendees, you know, again, but back to the infrastructure um, inspection, um, again, also with the public safety sector, but um, talking specifically about exhibitors, there's been a big shift away from, you know, less manufacturers, more services, more so- software. Um, we're also seeing an uptick in CUAS, Um I think that we'll see that even more so in 2019. And, um, you know, just something that we're also super excited about. um, We have DJI on the show floor this year. This is the first time that, you know, they're doing any sort of support like this with a commercial drone conference. And they actually have the largest booth presence in the history of energy drone with a 40 by 40. And they're also bringing in eight of their partners. Um, So, you know, it's exciting to have, you know, their support as being the largest drone manufacturer around.
1: Well, it's interesting that even though they're getting this, doing this big booth, a lot of what they're focusing on is showing all the services that support DJI yeah. and how increasingly important it is, no matter what drone manufacturer you are, is how are you integrating with partners in the software services and data management space? Because drones, it's nice that they go up in the sky and they fly around and take pretty pictures, but managing the data they produce, and they do produce a lot of data, is where the business value comes from and if you're going to prove that value as a dsp to a company that you're working for learning how to manage that data is increasingly important too so we're seeing a a shift in uh the types of industries that are are are, that need this data right Right. or or at least seeing the the proven roi Mm -hmm. Uh, we did a series of white papers with colin snow as we always do every year and the, the provable millions of dollars of savings this year, where in year past it was, you know, erring on the side of caution. We don't know yet, but it seems like it will be. It now is provable ROI, and you're seeing uptick in these industries that were basically non-existent at the show last year. Asset and infrastructure inspection has been something we've been drilling since 2016, but barely anybody showed up, and now it's, uh, you know, one of our our largest sectors of the show floor.
0: Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about the exhibitors because, of course, there's been, you know, uh, initially it was about the, the drones themselves, right? And there wasn't a whole lot of software on, on top of the drones or, you know, big data hadn't arrived yet and the cloud services hadn't been, you know, programmed yet. And yet now we, we're we really starting to see a lot more uh, of, the, of the software and the hardware providers uh, have... Uh, offerings that are that are ready to go off the shelf right Uh, they're not in development they're they're actually usable products and services that that drone pilots can use to enhance what they're doing on the ground what is it that you're seeing in terms of exhibitors in the 2018 show and some of the trends that you're seeing on the floor
1: so trends on the floor um Well, we're seeing all the software providers, we're also seeing them consolidate and make partnerships with each other and make um, kind of workflows that work together. And one of the early examples of this is, you know, the marriage between FLIR and DJI. Those products have always worked together from front to back uh, and slant range and and DJI. Um, But then you're also seeing some of the service providers, uh, software service providers and platforms pick niches. And their narratives are all around that. I remember when Drone Deploy first started going into construction, and now they're getting a nice payout on that because this was a year of big growth, especially for big construction companies deciding to utilize drones. There's still a lot of ground, just to give a little tip to the DSPs out there. There's still a lot of ground in the construction space for the mid- to small-sized firms who have not started drone programs. But now that the big guys are doing it, if if those construction firms want to continue to compete in this space, they're going to want to have a drone pilot. So you might be able to get that in there and help a small competitor grow into a big one. Yeah. Um, other trends is uh, – well, I, I guess that kind of wraps it up. You know, we got the software and services it, shifting away from as many manufacturers, but there's still great ones out there like Pulse Aerospace, uh, you know, Unique, and, and so on. Um, and it, uh, another thing is the miniaturization of of drones, right? So the prosumer models are now approaching a smartphone size. Right. And no matter what we talk about with big industrial use, essentially still we're at the spot where because BV loss hasn't take, taken off and fixed wing is, is precarious until it does, that procurement is happening off the shelf and these are small scale drones and everybody's still testing them out with them. So you, you can build your, your company off of a small drone, uh, but you should be looking towards that four to, to $6,000 drone future and eventually ten dollars to $20,000 drone future.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we've certainly had a lot of people come to us for Section 333s on drones that uh, you know are over 55 pounds because they're beginning to be doing some heavy lifting. And they're going to be doing some really interesting things, right? And so it's like bigger and smaller all at the same time. So I, the other thing that I I hear out there when I talk to people about this conference is. The kind of the breakdown between people who have been doing it a a long time, and in this business that's a couple years, right, Uh, versus the new folks coming in. What's the breakdown with Part 107 pilots who've been around a while and new folks in the the industry in terms of attendance at InterDrone?
1: So I think in 2016 it was around 35% for Part 107. Oh, naturally it had to be much lower. It was 15%. -hmm. but we had the 35% were, were looking towards it. So a lot of people hadn't even heard about it at, at what was probably the first like really professional feeling InterDrone, whereas the previous year was more prosumer. And now we're at 60% of the audience is Part 107 certified. Uh, I think some in some small part that is uh, your pre-conference mm-hmm. session last year, uh, training a lot of pilots coming through. And that's one of the great things to see is um, just people taking their drone career from zero to three years later, we see them, they're Part 107 certified, they they dress a little bit differently because now, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, they're not wet behind the ears. They've gone from pirates to basically... um, Professionals. Professionals, yeah. Yeah,
0: interesting. All right, everybody, well... We'll hope to see you there, Inner Drone in Las Vegas at the Rio Hotel, September 5 through 7. There's a pre conference day on September 4 where there's a number of interesting things going on, including a full day class that myself and another gentleman are running from Northwestern Michigan College's UAS program. If you want to come and get prepared for the Part 107 exam, I want to thank uh, both Mike and Katie for being on the show today. We will see you next time on Drone Law Pro Radio. You've been listening to Drone Law Pro Radio. Visit us at dronelaw.pro. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on most podcast listening platforms, including your home devices, by searching Drone Law Pro. Don't forget to share this podcast on your social media and with your Part 107 friends. Until next
1: time, fly safe.